and he was sensitive to the slightest change in Melbury's tone of voice. "'What can we glean from her injuries?' Martin leaned forward. "'Why would the perpetrator do something like that?' "'If only we knew. I've been wondering whether we should bring in a profiler to assist us. So far we don't have a lot to go on, but maybe there's a pattern that might prove interesting, a a connection that we haven't seen.' A profiler? You mean one of those psychology guys? A so-called expert who has never had contact with any real criminals? You want someone like that to tell us how to do our job? Melbury shook his head so hard that his comb-over tumbled down over one ear. With a practiced hand, he pushed it back in place. It's worth a try, said Patrick. He was all too familiar with Melbury's resistance to any form of innovation or modern methods when it came to police work. In theory, Bertil Melbury was chief of the Tornum Sierra police station, but everyone knew that Patrick was the one who did all the work, and it was thanks to him that any crime ever got solved in their district. Well, it'll be on your head if the top brass start whining about unnecessary expenses. I wash my hands of the whole business. Melbury leaned back and clasped his hands over his stomach. I'll find out who's available, said Annika, and... Maybe we should check with the other districts in case they've already gone down this route and forgotten to tell us. We don't need to duplicate their efforts. That would be a waste of time and resources. Good idea. Thank you. Patrick turned to the whiteboard, where he'd already taped up a photograph of Victoria and jotted down the basic facts about her. From the corridor, they could hear the sound of a radio playing pop music. The upbeat melody and lyrics were a sharp contrast to the gloomy mood in the kitchen. The station had a conference room, but it was cold and impersonal, so they preferred to hold meetings in the more pleasant surroundings of the kitchen, which also had the advantage of placing them closer to the coffee maker. They would be drinking many litres of hot coffee before they were done. Patrick paused to think and stretch his back before doling out the work assignments. Annika, I'd like you to pull together all the materials we have relating to Victoria's case— along with any information we've obtained from the other districts. We'll need to send as much information as possible to the profiler when we find one. And please see to it that the file is kept updated with any information we discover from now on. Of course, I'm taking notes, said Annika, who was sitting at the kitchen table with paper and pen. Patrick had tried to get her to start using a laptop or tablet instead, but she refused. And if Annika didn't want to do something, there was no budging her. Fine. Also, schedule a press conference for four o'clock this afternoon. Otherwise, we'll have the reporters breathing down our necks. Out of the corner of his eye, Patrick noticed that Melbury was smoothing down his hair with a pleased expression. Obviously, there would be no keeping him away from the press conference. Yes, sir. Find out from Pedersen when the autopsy report will be ready. We need all the facts ASAP. And please have another talk with the family. See if they've thought of something that might be important to the investigation. We've already talked to them so many times. Don't you think they should be left in peace on a day like this? Yuster was looking dejected. He'd had the difficult task of speaking to Victoria's parents and brother at the hospital— and Patrick could see that the experience had taken its toll on him. Yes, but I'm sure they're anxious for us to find out who did this. Just be as tactful as you can. 
We're going to have to talk to a lot of people that we've already interviewed. Her family members, friends, and anyone at the stable who may have seen something when she disappeared. Now that Victoria is dead, they might decide to tell us something they previously didn't want to reveal. For instance, we ought to talk to Tyra Hanshon again. She was Victoria's best friend. Could you do that, Martin? Martin murmured his acquiescence. Melbury cleared his throat, reminding Patrick that, as usual, he needed to come up with some trivial task for Bertel, something that would make him feel important without putting him in a position to do any significant damage. Patrick thought for a moment. Sometimes it was wisest to have Melbury close by so he could keep an eye on him. I talked to Torbjörn last night, Patrick went on, and the forensic examination of the crime scene produced no results. It wasn't an easy job because it was snowing. They found no trace of where Victoria might have come from.